Mesech's Parah Perek Aleph Mishnah Beis until Perek Beis Mishnah Aleph. Since the first mission of the Mesechta talked about the age that a Parah Aduma needs to be, and we saw four different opinions in that regard, the rest of this Perek goes sidetracked and talks about the age of cows and then other animals with regards to bringing them as carbonis. says, Parim, bulls, when the Torah requires bulls to be brought as carbonis. That's referring to an adult male cow. They need to be in their second year. As the Pesach says, Literally, this means a second bull, the child of cattle. Bokar refers to the family of cows. You should take as a korban chatos. And the word sheni, the second bull, is unnecessary in that posuk, and it comes to teach, according to Reis Aglili, that the bull needs to be in its second year, and that really the definition of a bull, when the Torah talks about a bull in terms of korbonos, is one that is in its second year. Even a bull that is in its third year would be considered a bull. According to the Chachomim, they learn the Pesukim differently, par refers to a bull that is an adult, so we know that the cow, the bull, cannot be too young. On the other hand, the fact that the Torah calls it Ben Bokar, the child of other cattle, other cows, implies that we're talking about a relatively young cow. So the compromise to explain both of those psukim is that we're talking about a relatively young adult bull, which according to the Chachomim is one that is either two or three years old. Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Meir says, Even if they are in their fourth or fifth year, they would be valid to be brought as carbonis when a bull is required. However, ideally, one should not bring an old carbon, an old animal as a sacrifice, because of the honor, it's considered to be somewhat disrespectful to bring a bull that is already quite old. It should be noted that the reason that the previous Mishnah gave for why a paraduma should not be used when it is old was not because it is disrespectful, because a paraduma is not offered up on the Mizbeach, so it isn't, we're not so concerned about being disrespectful. It's not considered to be disrespectful. The reason over there was a different reason that we're concerned that it will become invalidated by then and therefore it should be used as soon as possible. Mishnah Gimel, Kvosim, when the Torah requires sheep, Kvosim refers to young sheep, Bnei Shona, it must be in their first year. The Elim and Rams, adult male sheep, Bnei Shtayim, that refers to sheep which are in their second year, V'chulom Yom Leyoim, and all of the ages that have been mentioned so far with regards to the Karbonis are from day to day. Meaning, there are certain laws that as soon as Rosh Hashanah arrives, it's already considered to be a new year. For example, the years of a king's reign that would sometimes be written in documents. So as soon as Rosh Hashanah, or not necessarily the Rosh Hashanah that we have, but as soon as a certain date arrived in the year, that would be considered the beginning of the second year of that king's reign, even if he only began being king, let's say, a week ago. However, with regards to the years that we count in terms of a carbon, it is in relation to the carbon itself. So the second year of that animal begins on its birthday, so to speak. Now, although a ram needs to be in its second year, the first month of its second year, it is not yet considered to be an adult ram, an adult sheep. And the Mishnah says that Ben Shloisha Osar Chodesh, a sheep that is in its 13th month, it's not valid when one needs a korban as a keves, and it's also not considered to be an ayil. It's somewhere in the middle. Rabbi Tarifrin Karehu Palgais, Rabbi would call such an animal a palgais. This comes from the root plag which means half, something in the middle. 
It is no longer a small baby baby sheep, but it's also not an adult yet. Ben azai karehu noikade. And as I would call it, noikade, which means that it needs to pasture in the field still. It, we need to wait a bit. We're not able to use it as a carbon at this point. And Rabbi Shmuel Karehu Parchodigma. Rabbi Shmuel called it Parchodigma, which is a Greek word that refers to a coin that has been invalidated. And so to over here, it's a animal that is not currently valid to be bought as any carbon. It's possible that the coin that the Greek term is referring to is one that has been invalidated because a new king or a new ruler has taken over, and until they imprint the image of that ruler on the coins, it's invalidated. So over there as well, it's sort of currently invalidated, and we're waiting for it to become valid. The mission continues, when one brings a carbon oila and a carbon shalomim, he is obligated to accompany that carbon with nesachim. Nesachim refers to wine and oil. The oil is also mixed with flour. And depending on which animal, which type of carbon is being offered up, that also decides and defines how much wine and oil the person must bring. Now, although we mentioned that a palgais or noikade or parachodigma, whatever the term is, to refer to a sheep that is in its 13th month, although it cannot, it's not considered to be a keves or an ayel, so when the Torah requires that one bring a keves or an ayel, he cannot use such an animal. If a person wants to voluntarily bring a voluntary carbon, he can use this animal. It's still considered to be a sheep. And when he brings such an animal, Hekriva, if he offered up this animal, maybe all of Niske Ayel, the amount of Nesachim that he must bring together with it is the same as when he brings an Ayel, even though this is not considered to be an Ayel, and this point is learnt from Psokim. However, as we mentioned, this would not count for him in order to bring a carbon if he said that he was going to bring a Ayel or a Keves, because it's not considered to be either of them. And the mission is coming to include even a case where he said that I'm going, I make a vow to bring either an ayel or a keves. Even in that case, he's able to bring an animal that's younger or older than in one that's in its 13th month, but he cannot bring that animal if it's in its 13th month. That would not be a fulfillment of his obligation, of his vow. Once the sheep reaches an age of 13 months and a day, it's now entered into its 14th month, now it's considered to be an ayel until the end of its second year. The Torah states that it is forbidden to offer up an animal as a carbon if it has not yet reached its eighth day since it was born. The Mishnah is going to show that with regards to certain sacrifices, certain carbonis, that are considered to be more strict because they are fully obligatory, those should ideally not be offered up until they have reached at least their 30th day. Only then is it considered to be a large enough animal that it's properly respectable to bring it as a carbon. Chatis at sehen, public carbonis chatos, or carbonis oila, that are brought on behalf of all of the Jewish people, chatos hayochid, a carbon chatos that is bought by an individual to atone for his sin, Asham nozir, the carbon asham that is bought by a nozir, who is somebody who accepted upon himself to be prohibited in certain things, like cutting his hair, drinking wine, becoming impure from a dead body, and if he does become impure from a dead body, he is obligated to bring a carbon asham, the asham etzayra, and the carbon asham that somebody who had saras on his body, a certain spot that is white and comes as a punishment for certain sins. When the saras goes away, he is obligated to bring a carbon asham. All of these kishemiyom shleishim vahala, they are valid from the thirtieth day onwards, the af including the thirtieth day itself. 
And when the Mishnah says that they are valid, that means that they are fit. Even ideally speaking, they can be bought from that point onwards. But that's in the ideal world. If he did offer them up, already on the eighth day, they would be valid. That means that once it's done, it's okay. And it would be a valid carbon. Although ideally, he should wait until the 30th day of that animal's life. All of these carbonos are fully obligatory. On the other hand, these two types of voluntary carbonos, habachar, a firstborn animal that is born in his flock, although it's an obligation to bring this animal as a carbon, or to give it to a koyen for him to offer it up as a carbon, nevertheless it is less strict than the previously mentioned carbonos due to the fact that, technically speaking, one is not totally obligated because no one asked him to buy animals. Because he bought animals, and then the animals gave birth to a firstborn male animal, so he's obligated to bring that as a carbon. But if he wouldn't have bought animals in the first place, then he wouldn't need to bring such a carbon. So to a certain extent, it's not considered to be an absolute obligation. Meiser behemoth, the obligation to separate a tenth of one's animals and bring those as carbonos. Once again, only because he decided to buy animals, to buy no less than ten animals, only then does the obligation begin. And therefore the law is less strict. Vaha Pesach and a Korban Pesach. These are fit to be bought as Korbanos from the eighth day onwards. including the eighth day itself. And there's no need at all to wait until the 30th day. And although the Korban Pesach is certainly a full obligation, there is a different reason why we do not need to wait until the 30th day. Because there is a requirement to finish off all of the meat of the Korban Pesach the, on the first night of Pesach. It's forbidden to leave over any meat, and therefore, if somebody was in a small group of people, it would be quite difficult to finish off a large animal, and therefore they are able to bring even a small animal that is only eight days, less than a month old, in order to ensure that they will finish all of the meat which is on that animal. The first parak that we just learned went quite sidetracked, but the main point that the parak was coming to address was the type of animal that a paraduma needs to be, namely an adult cow, and the question is, what is exactly considered to be an adult cow, as opposed to a calf? This peck talks about the three other conditions that the Torah requires of the paraduma. The first one is that the Torah says it needs to be a paraduma tamima, a perfectly red cow, so if any of its hairs are not red, that could be a possible reason to disqualify and invalidate that cow from being a paraduma. The same posuk continues, Asher in Bamum, that we're talking about a cow that does not have any blemishes on it. And that would be the second invalidation of the Paraduma. And the third one is the continuation of that same posuk, Asher loy ole oleho oil, that no yoke has ever been placed on top of that cow. And via comparison to other psukim, it is learnt that any form of work that that animal might have done would also disqualify and invalidate the cow from being used as a paraduma, and not specifically carrying a burden. Apart from these three invalidations which are specific to a paraduma, we have already mentioned that the paraduma is referred to by the Torah as a chatos, which is also the name for a particular type of carbon, a carbon chatos, one of the sacrifices which is brought to atone for one's sins. And we learn from this that many of the invalidations that apply to carbonos, to sacrifices, apply equally to a paraduma. The exact order of the different laws in this perek is interesting in that we seem to be jumping around from one type of invalidation to another. 
And the first category of invalidation that the peric is going to open up with is that of a cow that can, that performed work, which essentially is called by the Torah a cow which carries a burden. Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Eliezer says, Paras chatos uberes, a para aduma, again, the Mishnah uses the term that the Torah describes the para aduma as, a chatos uberes that is pregnant. Even though the cow is now carrying a fetus, a baby calf, it is still valid to be a paraduma because this is not considered to be a burden. As long as the calf hasn't been born yet, it's considered to be like one of the limbs of the mother cow herself. And therefore, it's not considered to be like carrying something else. And because of that, the paraduma is still valid. On the other hand, the chachom say that it would be invalidated because even before the cow is given birth, they view the calf as being separate from the mother's body. And it's as if the mother is carrying it, so just like any burden that the mother carries, it would invalidate the cow, so too over here. Now the Mishnah goes on to invalidation that is based on the comparison to other korbonis, other sacrifices. A cow that is going to be used as a paraduma cannot be bought from non-Jews. If it was raised by non-Jews, it cannot be used as a paraduma because we are concerned that the non-Jew committed bestiality with his animal and he lay down with the animal. And just like it is forbidden to bring such an animal as a korban, that invalidation also applies to a paraduma. However, the chachom say that that cow can be bought from non-Jews because we are able to assume that no bestiality was, was performed with this animal. Usually such an act causes the animal to no longer be able to bear children, so it's not advantageous for the person to commit such an act, and therefore it can be assumed, unless there is any knowledge with that regard, that no bestiality was performed with it, and therefore you would be able to use it as a paraduma. This is not only true with regards to a paraduma, but any sacrifice that is bought, whether on behalf of all of the Jewish people, it's a public carbon, or if an individual is bringing the carbon, he's able to buy the animal from a non-Jew, and he can safely assume that no bestiality was performed with that animal. Whilst we're talking about what can be used at, for carbonis, the mission goes slightly sidetracked, and talks about a carbon mincha, which is a sacrifice bought from flour. The mission says that any flour offering, whether it be on behalf of the public, all of the Jewish people, or on behalf of the individual, he's bringing it for himself. The flour can come from wheat that grew in Eretz Israel or wheat that grew outside of Eretz Israel. It can be made from new grain that grew that year or from old grain that grew the previous year. However, this should be added that this is on condition that Shavuos has already passed. Because only once the Shte'alechem, the two loaves of bread which are offered as a korban on Shavuos, only once that has happened may one bring korbanos from flour that grew that year. The Mishnah says, Chutzmin HaOimer Shte'alechem, except for the korban Oimer, which is a flour offering bought on Pesach, the second day of Pesach, Shte'alechem and the two loaves of bread that are bought on Shavuos, because these can only come from flour that came from grain that grew that year and that grew inside of Eretz Israel. The idea is that the Shte'alechem, the two loaves of bread on Shavuos, are the first korban to be bought from that New Year's produce. And that's why you would only be able to bring a flour offering from the new grain after Shavuos. And the fact that it has to come from that which grew inside of Eretz Israel is learnt from Pesukim.